0: Awesome. How's everybody doing tonight? Yes. Does anybody love Jesus? Come on, he's worthy. So, so good to see everybody here. Uh, just so, so excited to be back. Hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. I know, I know we did. Ate a lot of food. But uh, it's so good to be back. And we're going to crank this school back up and uh, go for the next couple Wednesday nights. But i uh, really excited tonight to jump back in it. Um, we're going to be going over really cool things of uh, specific details. I feel like tonight we're going to cover uh, what I think is the five most common dreams that uh, people have that I've learned. Um, and then also going deep into symbols and, and a bunch of that good stuff. Real quick before we jump into tonight, just some. Who was here last, last time we met? If you were here, raise your hand. Come on. How about if you were not here uh, two weeks ago when we met? All right, a few people. Welcome. Welcome. Glad you're here. Um, just a quick quick review. Um, we had a uh, we had a good good time the other the other night, and uh, we just covered basic nuts and bolts of dream interpretation, of uh, of just kind of basically when you have a dream, you know. Um, what role you play in the dream, are you observing, are you not observing, is the dream about you, is it about somebody else, is it about kind of both of you, all those kind of things. And uh, we talked about basically too how to categorize your dreams. I don't know if you remember in the clip, Lou starts out by saying what if kids had destiny dreams. Uh, We talked about that, about there are dreams of destiny that we have and there's ways to categorize your dreams. It really helps in approaching the interpretation. Um, So it, it was amazing. What's that? Yeah, we want to encourage, if you want to sit at a table, come sit at a table. There's nothing with the tables. There's really no big surprises. But here at the end, we will, I think, get to an activity, a group group exercise. And that's why we have the table. So I want to encourage you, if you see an open spot, come on and take a table. Uh, if not, if there's not enough, you could just, you get right there where you're seated. Amen. Um, I think we had handouts for you guys. But uh, I just want to jump right into this thing and just see where the Holy Spirit takes it. Um, two scriptures um, that I just want to get into tonight about about interpretation, about uh, interpretation. Um, Daniel chapter one verse seven. Uh, Daniel one seventeen, or is it one, 17? 1 verse seventeen? I think I had uh, I think I had it right. I mean, Daniel had a lot of dreams. Hey, before I start out from that, did anybody since the last time we met has anybody had a dream? Oh man! Look how many. Wow. Has anybody had like a really stirring dream from the Lord? Like you know it's from the Lord. Like really strong. Yes. Wow. So many. Were you able to kind of? Did the teaching help a little bit? Were you able to kind of look at the categories, categorize it? Any? Not you. Okay. So maybe we'll talk a little bit more and, and get a little bit more in depth. Okay. So in Daniel, um, I just want to draw us to attention. Just kind of, just kind of hit on some scriptures. In the book of Daniel, you know, him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are slaves, and they go to Babylon. And they have to go into this foreign culture that they're not familiar with. And they have to submit to it. They have to, they have to yield to it. They have to learn the literature. They have to learn the whole culture of, uh, of Babylon. And uh, we know that the story goes on. Um, but in that culture, there were some things that they didn't do. And I kind of want to start uh, just verse 8, Daniel 1.8. It says this. It says, "But Daniel resolved," and uh, I just felt like that word jumped out really strongly for me. Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and the wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in this way. And um, as we read this story, we know that him and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego go on a ten-day fast of water and vegetables. At the end of the ten days, their appearance is just awesome. But go to verse seventeen. This is what I thought was interesting. It says, "To these four young men, God gave knowledge. He gave knowledge. He gave understanding of all kinds of literature and learning." And Daniel, it's interesting that Daniel, not Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, but in Daniel, could understand. All kinds of dreams, of all kinds of dreams. And what struck me is, you know, this is before what? This is before the Holy Spirit Spirit comes in Acts 2. As we've been taught, right, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This is Old Testament. But it's like Daniel has this gift of interpretation even before the Holy Spirit comes out. I believe there's something there the Lord wants us to see tonight. And the word that struck out is that he resolved. He was a man of resolve. In other words, he approached in this holiness state. And I just really believe that when we approach it like that, man, God just downloads dreams. I think that's a, a part of the way that we grow in dreams and, and we increase in our dreams in the night is as we're filtering out all the junk that we go through in life and we're really staying in that holy place. We're staying in that holy lifestyle. I don't know, it's just like, it's like dreams from heaven are attracted and they just flood our hearts and our minds. I really believe, just like he said, it is the language. It is the actual language. That means this is how God speaks. Just like English is a language, Spanish, Arabic, dreams are a language from heaven. And it's the way God speaks. So second scripture to tie this in is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. And we know in 1 Corinthians 12, it talks about the giving of the spiritual gifts. Now this is after the Holy Spirit has come, Right? Crash course in church history. After Acts 2, baptism of the Holy Spirit falls out. The gifts are flowing in the Corinthian church. And you know, Paul gives a list of the gifts, but I just want to draw your attention to verse 10. And it says, Into another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, and to another speaking in different kinds of tongues. But then here's the clincher and the interpretation of those tongues. And we know that the word interpretation in Greek literally means to translate, and the word tongues literally means glossolalia or glacia, which is a language. So I, I feel that there is a strong gift of interpretation in dreams. Like, just like some will be gifted in the, in the gift of interpreting tongues... I also believe, likewise, that scripture gives us a basis that there is a gift of interpreting dreams. How do you know if you have the gift to interpret dreams? How do you know? One of the ways I feel like kind of that we know is that if you're an avid dreamer. If you're an avid dreamer and you dream a lot, chances are you have the gift of interpretation. But it's what you do with that gift. It's how you sharpen it, how you cultivate it, how you grow that gift. Ask Holy Spirit, you know, how to how to work that thing. It gets sharper. It gets stronger. It gets clearer. But uh, just, just, I just went, maybe you don't have avid dreams. That's okay. These, like this whole school, this class, these are like general principles, general tools that could be in the hands of anybody and that you could just really begin to have like, Interpreting, like you can interpret dreams. It will really start breaking it down with the Holy Spirit, of course. So, uh, so I just want to encourage you scripturally tonight that um, when we approach them, especially symbols, we have to have the Holy Spirit. I mean, he is the number one interpreter. He is the ho- number one interpreter. But when we get down to dreams that are specific, especially symbols, each symbol is going to be unique to the dreamer. Do you hear what I'm saying? Each symbol is going to be unique to the dreamer. So what we're going to do tonight is, is go into kind of more of a generalized list of, of categories from animals to all kinds of other things, body parts and what it means when you dream of these. But I just want to encourage you, like disclaimer, this is a general, this is a general understanding of collected resources, the Bible, what we've picked up over the years. It doesn't necessarily mean that's exactly what it will mean for you. In your dream, you follow me? But it, 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 the most important thing you can do is discerning what your own symbolic code is. In other words, when you dream of certain symbols, what is God communicating to you about that certain symbol? If that makes sense, amen? Come on. All right, so top five most common dreams. Let's start with number one dreams of the house. Who has had dreams of the house? Wow, pretty much a lot of people. I've learned that dreams of the house, you know, this is like one of the most typical dreams that people have. And almost nine times out of ten, when you dream of a house, it represents your life. It represents your life. So, again, you want to always kind of be observing and and asking the Lord questions because this is a relationship thing when you're praying with God. So let's say you dream of a house, but the question I want to ask you is, but what house is it? Is it your childhood home? Is it your present home? Or it could be a future home. And all those things matter. Because let's say, for instance, you dream tonight of your childhood home. Chances are what God is communicating to you through that dream is he's wanting to take you back to that point in life. He's wanting you to revisit some areas possibly in your childhood, something that went on. If it's in the context of healing, if it's in the context of divine intelligence or revelation, he'll bring you back in that dream to your childhood home because he wants you to revisit that. He wants you to go in your memory and begin to pray and ask him about that. If it's your present house, if it's your present house, it's usually a current situation going on. So when you dream of that, it's usually a current situation. Let's say your present house um, is something that's going on today. Future house, which, you know, of course, we don't know what it would look like. But if it's a house that is clearly not ours, but maybe in the dream it feels like it will be ours or we're connected to it or there's something there, then very possibly then that could be God showing you uh, something in your life, whether expansion that's coming, if it's big, if it's beautiful, if it's like decrepit, if it's old, you know, then it may not be so good, and you may need to work on some things that he may be showing you. But the whole point of that is know the context, right? So know know kind of what what your house is. Amber, Amber's had a lot of house dreams, I think. Right? You want you want to share a house dream that you had? Um, I could share the one from that book.
1: Do you want to pull it up for me? Because I can't. Re- I had it. Ten years ago? Seven years ago. I remember it. I can still see it vividly, but it's typed out, so I'll just read it. Chapter
0: 10. Can you remember it? It was a long time ago. You
1: don't really forget. No. But sometimes you forget the details, and I'll go back and I'll go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. Okay, you want to take that marker? Sure. So I dreamed that I was in the market for a new house. There were two houses I wanted to view. The one I really wanted appeared small from the outside, but I knew that once inside, it was really much larger. The couple that was showing me the house was an actual couple I knew, and it was their home. I arrived at the house along with my mother and daughter. At the time, I only had Jordan the first thing I noticed was the homeowner's husband just sitting on the couch watching TV. I then looked off to the left and saw that the living room had a huge stage and platform built into it. It looked like a concert hall. It was nicely decked out with everything one would need to speak or perform. I remember thinking that I was very, that I very much wanted to see the bedroom. I was drawn to it, so I had her take me there next. When she opened the door to the bedroom, I was in awe, and the bedroom was upstairs. You had to go upstairs to get to it. It was huge with marble floors, gold columns and pillars supporting the ceiling, and just beautiful to look upon. I didn't see much furniture in the room, though. The woman walked me down a hall, and as I looked off, I saw a large room similar to a banquet hall. There were lots of tables and chairs in that room. I remember thinking that this room didn't quite match the rest of the home so far. The house didn't seem like it quite fit in terms of style and architecture, but I didn't mind because so far I was really impressed with this house. It was then that I noticed a lot of other people crowding in the hallways trying to speak to the woman. I thought to myself, there are a lot of people who want this house. I'm going to have to put a bid in quickly. Then the woman showed me the last section of the house. This part of the house was not very fancy like the other rooms. In fact, it was a series of rooms lined up down down a hallway. The doors to these rooms had old cracked paint, which was beginning to peel off. The woman told me that these rooms had rented tenants, and they came with the house. (laughs) I knocked on one of the doors, and an old man peered out to look at me. And then a few moments, he shut the door. I decided that I still wanted this house, even if it came with those old rooms and tenants. I asked the woman how much does this house cost. I was expecting a very large amount, but to my surprise, she told me it was selling for ninety thousand. I thought about it and realized that my payments would be in the seven hundred dollar range, and I could afford it. And that was the dream. So, what you get from Do you read the interpretation? Yes. He's much better at it. So, I remember the ballroom. I remember the dream very distinctly. And the ballroom was what sold me. It was the ballroom that I really wanted.
0: Yeah, so, so okay, here we go. Classic example, dreaming of a house. It's representing Amber's life. Futuristic. This is, at the time she had this dream, we're in a dorm, a, a, a dorm apartment, basically, at college. And so this is a dream that the Lord was showing her down the road that was going to include her life and ministry. And it's perfect because the awesome thing about house streams, when you have that house stream, you want to pay attention to if you're inside what room you're in. Because every room has a message. Every room has a detail. And so for Amber, for instance, I think the first stage was the living room. And in the living room, there was a platform and stage. And so one of the interpretations that our friend got and that it connected with us and we felt the same way was he was saying that later down the road, you're going to be engaged in full-time ministry. And the reason there's a platform in your living room is because you're going to have some type of ministry in the public arena. And that's like so true today. And uh, But again, the living room. So what the living room usually represents in a dream is revelation, revealed truth. It could be be several things in that category. It could be be coming together. It could be community. It could be something. But I've learned typically for our living room part of the dream, if you're dreaming that and there's something going on in the living room, it's the Lord is revealing something. It's revelation. It's truth being revealed. Let's journey into the bedroom. She had a, a part of the bedroom. What do you think the bedroom would represent in a dream? Intimacy, awesome, intimacy. What are you doing in the bedroom in your dream? Are you laying down on the bed? Are you on the couch? If there's a couch in there, or are you looking out of the window? All these things are very important, kind of, to pay attention to because every one of them will carry some kind of uh, some kind of uh, uh, revelation to the whole whole point of the whole dream. So uh, in this case, the bedroom is crazy. Big, like a large hall, right? Like a, it was a hall, like a ballroom. Wow! It represented her. Mm. Wow! Come on. Yeah, we're. Yeah, that I was gonna get. I was gonna get to that. So, because it's really good though. Because all right. So, so remember in her dream she read. So now you go to that room. There's also a banqueting hall where there's a lot of tables, a lot of fellowship hall in this home. What does that mean? Like, are you going to have tables in your house? No, symbolic. What's the Lord showing? That in the future, in this scope of your life and ministry, there's going to be large tables of fellowship that you're going to have with people all over from different walks of life. And there will be a lot of times where you'll be fellowshipping with people. And so that's been so true. But getting to the part of where there were old tenants in the house. And she was like, but I don't care. I want the house anyway. Um, those old tenants, what we felt the revelation or the interpretation of that was, is what they represent. Especially the old man. And that old man represents the old man. How many of know that all of us have an old man sometimes that wants to raise up called the flesh. And so it's like, listen, God's showing you your dream house the scope of your ministry, what it's going to be like in the future. However, there's still going to be some old man issues that you're going to have to walk through, that you're going to have to deal with, some insecurities, some all those things that you'll have to walk through in life. But so God is just giving a snapshot in the dream of, like, preparation. Uh, The other part was I think they were trying to buy the home. Now, our friend uh, Brian that wrote the book, man, he really gave us a great interpretation on it. He said that the people trying to buy the home before you represented specific issues of jealousy and envy and contention you'll have to battle with down the road. He said, but look, he said, but the preparation for that is to shower them with love, Christ-likeness, in the spirit of God. Keep the old man in the closet, you know. So 90,000, I think, means something. We're going to, that's going to be in next week, we're going to Talk all about numbers. And then the zero magnifies it. What, whatever the numbers are, like nine, for instance, finality or final, when it's like 900, 9,000, 90,000, nine, it's just that fulfillment of that meaning fulfilled or magnified even more. So this was like a fullness. This was like a, 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 a final price. It wasn't going to move, it wasn't going to budge. And,
1: where we were moving into a Victorian mansion, and um, Michael was renovating it for us. (laughs) And I remember going into the tea room. I went into the ballroom. Again, there was the ballroom. And in the ceiling of the ballroom were old Victorian gowns hanging in the ceiling. And Miss Phyllis gave me revelation on that, that she felt like those were mantles. So it just it continues. It's the theme of how the Lord really communicates.
0: Let me tell you that was that dream. She, she dreamed there was an angel in the house. It was old that old Victorian house, and uh, this was the one about your family bloodline too. Oh, we were up in Raleigh. Isn't that the same dream? So. This that that we, we called her in. Na- oh no no that was another one. Okay, we're getting confused. Sorry, hang with us. Well, no,
1: there was another. I went into an old plantation house that. That was belonged to my family. And when I walked in, a girl in there named Claire um, was giving me a tour of the house. And we came to the revelation that it was an angel of clarity because the Lord was bringing clarity to my bloodline. So that was a different dream, but, yeah. Just
0: to, just to recap what she just said. So <laughs> that dream, I'm sorry, I got it confused. In that case, she dreamed of an old, Victoria, old mansion house, like from the 1800s. There was a little girl there named Claire. And she's like, come in the house. And she started walking around. And Michael and I, my father, had just been in Raleigh the same night doing this whole generational bloodline, breaking the curses of slavery. Will Ford and Matt Lockett. It was powerful. And that night, Amber had a dream. And in and, and that Victorian house, that lady, Claire, and we sought the Lord. And we felt the interpretation is, okay, what does Claire represent? So names mean a lot, too, in the dream, especially, again, we'll talk about that later, about people who appear. And uh, so the name means something. So Claire literally means clarity. So we felt like this was an angel of clarity coming to give us revelation about Amber's past, her bloodline. That's her house represented, her bloodline. And that, that actually dream led us to a supernatural encounter in Alabama about six months later to her generational bloodline, which... It was, it was really unbelievable. My dad, grew up in foster,
1: my, my dad grew up in the foster care system and never knew his father. And so it was revelation for me and him. So
0: it was totally the Lord. It, it was a dream, like Lou said earlier, that brought strategic inner healing into some of her family members and, and her, I believe. So anyway, so good. Other thing about the house is, um, so kitchen. Usually the kitchen always represents the heart. The heart, if you dream of a kitchen, usually represents the heart of a matter. And um, especially if, like, let's say you're putting something in the refrigerator or something like that. That could be something, maybe there's some coldness in your heart or there's just some issues there. Like I shared, I think, a couple weeks ago about my sister having a dream of my grandmother in the kitchen cooking that we interpreted was the Lord, actually. And he was cooking on the stove, and we felt like that was... God cooking some things in my sister's heart in her life right now. So, so kitchen usually always means heart. Um, the roof. Roof in a house usually means covering. Covering. So let's say you have a sturdy roof in the dream or that's a focal point and it's really awesome. It's strong. It means maybe that God is confirming to you that you're in the right place. You're in the right season. You're under the right covering. Um, you're connected there. Let's say your dream: the roof is all in shambles, and it's a leaky roof, and it's just pouring down cats and dogs. Typically, that dream would probably mean that you need to maybe pray about what kind of covering you're under, or spiritual oversight, or even job, or or whatever you know you do. Um, if there's anybody in authority over you, that dream could point to hey, there's something there's something going wrong in the authority structure. So, uh, roofs are very important. Again, just, just, um, there's cracked paint, like if the house is in a bad condition, maybe a certain room is in a bad condition, and maybe the rest of the house is beautiful and clean, the dream is probably saying, look, this is some area you need to focus on. The Lord is like, this is an area I want, I want to heal that we need to clean up. So, uh, house dreams are really, really important, really, really common. Foundation. Uh, a lot of times, too, in the house, it'll, it'll, um. There will be a foundation, a crack in the foundation. Actually, I actually had a dream several years ago of a ministry that I used to be in. And uh, the pastor, um, I in the dream, I walked down a hallway. It, it was like the church. I knew it meant the church. And I walked in, and the pastor was laying on the floor, and he was digging underneath, like, the tile. There's a large crack. And he's digging underneath it with, a, like, a roofing trial that spreads cement. Spade-looking kind of tool, and he's digging, and he's digging deep, and he's laying down, and and he he can't quite get there. And I look at him, and I take another tool that he doesn't have access to, but I have it in my tool belt, and I start filling in the crack. And we start working together, and then the dream ends. What does that mean? The Lord was showing that there was a crack in the foundation of the church, and the pastor didn't have the right tool, so he needed some help to fill in the foundational issue. So, you know, come on, man. That's just awesome. Now, I I love the fact that, you know, God gives us a dream. And I'm thinking that clearly they're for a purpose. Absolutely.
1: Well, I think it begins with what Lou was saying. It begins with holy. You view these dreams as holy. They're from the Lord. It's it's God communicating to us. So I wrote that dream down. I go, I woke up, and I knew it was from the Lord, and I wrote it down. I didn't understand the fullness of it. And it's one of those dreams that are a destiny dream. And so there's different kinds of dreams. That was a destiny dream that over the years... Right, and so we've been dreaming, and that's how he's taught us what we know. I
0: think it's just like Lou was saying, you've got to treat it as a seed. Every dream is a seed that you know is from the Lord, and when you plant that seed and you stew it and you're faithful by writing it down, praying about it, pondering it, even though you may not get the meaning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. 50 years that night, absolutely first time and over yeah years. through 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 that dream yeah yeah absolutely well but there there's a thing called dream eggs Yeah, there, there's a there's a thing called dream, we call them dream eggs, so you may get a, a dream egg, which means, man, you just may not have the interpretation, there's some dreams right now that I have pondered over and prayed over for several years, and I've never had the interpretation, I still don't know, and, but it's, I don't think it's time for me to know, just like that dream wasn't time for her to know, is we had to walk through some things, but when we did, it just started, true it started exploding, so I,
1: Right, it, it, incur, it, it built my faith in the Lord. And you know what built my faith? The ballroom. It was all about the intimacy. And so, even though I didn't know the fullness of it, it served a purpose.
0: Awesome. So, that's, that's good. Does everybody feel good about the house? House dreams. So, if you dream tonight of a house, it's most likely your life. Oh, we got a question. Let me do Rebecca first. The garage. Storage, you, usually garage means storage. What are you storing in your life? Good, bad, you know, what? ask Holy Spirit, what, what, is, what is, maybe something's hiding in the garage. I, I, I had a friend of mine, had. A, things were going on. I, I had a friend of mine had a dream of a monkey loosed in their house, a monkey that would hide and just stay in the garage. And the interpretation was that monkeys, we'll get animals, represents dishonesty usually. And that dishonesty was hiding in the heart and, and, and a transaction that happened that was, wasn't brought out to the table. So that dream actually brought it out. But, uh, but that's, that's what a garage would mean. Tony?
1: Right. Right. Yes. It was her house. It's her life. You were renovating the house? Mm hmm. Yeah. So, it, and then in the dream, it was her house. So, yeah, I think that's just an assignment from the Lord. yeah it's an as mm. you were tearing down walls walls always mean division, so I think it's maybe some reconciliation in the family to deal with her heart. And I really feel like sometimes it's just an assignment of intercession.
2: based on the studies that I've been doing and the conversation we had tonight, that it has to do with ministry and uh, the assignment that God has for my life. Um, so, you know, this that that one is mine. And that one over there is mine. Yeah, there's a brown stone over there. And there's another one over there. And there's another house over there. And I was just showing them a series of houses all over the place. So, um, what do you guys think? Yeah, I
0: think again. Remember, general rule of thumb, just This is typical. Doesn't mean it applies every time to everybody. So house can also represent, I've learned too, church. could represent the church. It could represent several lives. It could represent several families, communities that the Lord may may give you authority over. Right now, I need to pray about it a little bit more. Right here on the spot just to kind of ask the Lord. But right off the bat, I would just feel like it would probably, the Lord is showing you authority, and connection over families and communities in these different places.
1: I keep hearing the word territory, too, like God's given you territory, territory that you're going to take back for the kingdom. Yeah, come on. And you have the authority. And it's something about when you speak it. You know, in the kingdom realm, we have to speak it before it can be. And so you're declaring with your mouth already what's going to come to fruition in the natural. To speak it, and so it shall be.
0: I'm sorry. I just want to stretch your hands out to Bishop. I just feel to just pray over you right now. Father, Lord, we just thank you for the territory, Lord, that you have promised our brother. We thank you for the territories. Lord, that you have given him, Father. Lord, that he had been faithful, Lord, and and, and faithful with little. And now you'll make him ruler over many, over many, many, many. So, Lord, we thank you for the families and the connections. We thank you for the neighborhoods and the territories that you are marking forth and setting apart for our brother Bishop, Father. We thank you, Lord, that it's not on accident. It's by divine design. Come on.
1: Really feel that you're able to declare it and speak it because it's your faith. You have a gift of faith that allows you to activate things in the spirit, and through that, you, God's going to give you territory in the natural.
0: Yeah. 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 I uh. amen come on Jesus we got several more things to cover I want to there's some really good stuff here I want to kind of move in a few other arenas so um again so take note of those house dreams second really common dream that we have is vehicles who has dreamed of vehicles cars buses trains anything like that who can tell me what they think a car means in the dream ministry it's pretty pretty common that good job so, uh, just talk about that real quick. Uh, usually God will, will give you car dreams, um, represents your ministry, calling in life, your direction. Always want to pay attention to the car, right? Is it your personal car now? Was it a past car? Was it a car that you used to have? Um, you know, all those things mean something. Is it a small car? Is it a fast? Is it, is it a suburban? Is it like a cruiser, you know? Is it an 18-wheeler? You know, you want to kind of just take inventory of what kind of cars. If it's a smaller car, it's usually represented to a smaller ministry or smaller, something a small issue in your life that's going on that the Lord is working. Um, if you're driving a big 18-wheeler, this usually means like this is God showing you the scope of your ministry or calling, that you're, you're really carrying a big load. You're really carrying something in the Spirit. Um, and you could, you know, they can go up and down, but uh, car dreams convertible. Let's say you're driving a convertible, but the top's up. Well, what would that mean? Again, like the roof usually means covering, protection. Let's say you're driving and the top is down. What would that mean? You're uncovered, Open revelation, transparent, you know, a, a lot of things are there. So, again, that's like in connection to the ministry, to whatever he's calling you to do. But, uh, car dreams, yeah, pay attention to them. They're really, they're really key and they help guide us. Uh, yeah, motorcycles, uh, motorcycles. Uh, I think we have something on there, I can't remember where where it was. Yes, Ira Milligan. Remember, as I, and we shared this, the other dream in the first class, that this book, I felt this was really good in the um, the symbols, like the symbols we're going over tonight. This book is like a huge dictionary of symbols. Whereas these two have those symbols, but they really deal with the uh, nuts and bolts of interpretation, really give you those strengths. So, But, yeah, great, great resources, um, vehicles. But anyway... Uh, I want to talk about uh uh a van usually too when you drive a van again what's that mean you're you're carting something you're you're carrying cargo you're carrying something of the spirit um so they're they're kind of self explanatory mm-hmm. burden that you're carrying in ministry um if so If you have a dream of a pickup truck, usually a pickup truck means uh, something, work that you're doing. You'd be picking up stuff, hauling stuff, all those kinds of things. Um, the other thing, too, that was, uh, that was interesting is who's driving the car. <laughs> is, uh, is it you driving? Is somebody else driving? Are you the passenger? Um, a lot of times, I don't know if this is true for you guys, but I've had a uh, lot of dreams where the driver's faceless, Somebody had those? Right, you've had those. Usually, again, I think we hit this before, this means the Holy Spirit. This is usually the Lord of the Holy Spirit that we can see him, but we can't make out his face. But he's driving the car. I always feel like that's a good sign that he's driving. I've had a dream where I've been in the driver's seat and he's been in the passenger seat. And I, I felt like it was still good, but I was in the dream. I was checking: Are we going the right way? <laughs> so I, I knew. I knew. I felt like the Lord was giving me confirmation that you're doing right. You're you're checking in with me. You, you know, I had a dream one time that we were connected with a different type of ministry. Some some things happened in that ministry at that time uh, with the leadership. It just got real kind of ugly. Uh, in the dream, God was transitioning us out of there, and I had a dream of. A faceless man in an eighteen-wheeler. I was in the cab. I was in the passenger seat, and we were driving out. And uh, I just remembered this was carrying the burden in that load because it hurt a lot. And so for a time and a season, we had to carry the burden of that of that break of that split, you know. But God brought healing out of that. But uh, amen. Um, Yes, a new white car. Good question. Usually if you dream of a new car, it represents a new ministry, a new ministry coming forth, a new assignment, a new mandate, a new, a new direction. If it's new, typically that's what they usually mean. Are yeah, the color is very important. Is it white, purity, holiness? So if you had a dream about a new white car, this is probably the Holy Spirit speaking to you that you get ready to enter into a new season. A season of holiness and purity. You're set apart unto the Lord and, and, and really moving into that place. Man, I feel that. Whew, Jesus. Motorcycles. You, usually, I don't have a good indicator on motorcycles. Usually, it's like kind of more of a reckless. Uh, it, it, born to be wild. <laughs> Did y'all hear, Miss Marion? Born to be wild. I could see you riding a Harley. Can you? Can you
2: a prophecy
1: was given to me that i was driving a motorcycle
2: head first bent over determined i had the goggles the <laughs> the, pee, the pants everything and at that point of the dream the, the person
1: told me in that vision she heard the song born to be wild the helmet was strong uh, able to convert the danger
0: in whatever well, anyway yeah. I'd like to hear your come on probably. so yeah, but the, she's wild. You are wild, Mama Marion. But it's it's usually kind of a a reckless is what I usually got. We've had dreams where we've had cars spin out of control, or well, let's say we're somewhere we're not in the car, but uh, the car is spinning violently out of control. Usually that represents a reckless spirit at work, or or something that's that's uh, that's going on. <sighs>
1: Motorcycle, individual or personal ministry, independence, rebellion, selfish pride, swift progress. (laughs) We'll claim the swift progress.
0: (laughs) Hey, Phil. Phil, yes, sir. Okay, so, it, uh, yeah, so he had a, uh, basically a recurring dream. So he basically had the same dream a couple times, but in different angles. And that first one was he was in a car going up a hill, up a mountain. Is that correct? Were you driving the car or were you riding in the car? You were driving the car. You kept seeing numbers on the road signs. He said there was uh, some boulders or rocks in the way. Were they in the way you had to go around? So, so usually direction, that's, we'll get into that too later, um, direction is important. So usually when you're dreaming of going up, it's good. You're climbing. You're climbing with the Lord. This is like going up the mountain of the Lord. Who can ascend the hill of the Lord? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. So I feel like that's right off the bat, I feel like it's an invitational dream of the Lord calling you up to a higher place. But on the way, there will be obstacles. And you're going to have to go around gonna have to you're gonna have to kind of dodge through you hit the boulder and started following falling down so so a good indicator that that part of the dream would be okay Lord, this boulder it would represent an obstacle so what I would do is I would say Lord, I feel like you're giving me this dream because you're giving me revelation, maybe a warning perhaps, especially with the road signs all indicators of a warning dream so Lord. What does this boulder represent? And just wait for the response, see what God tells you. And when you get that revelation of whatever hindrance it is, it'll give you the strategy to go through it, you know. And so he's just wanting to show you that he don't want you to fall off the cliff. So he wants you to ask him, you know. So it's a, he's brilliant like that. It's just awesome. Um, and one the last part, real quick, the first dream that you had was about the bed. You were in a bed in the bedroom, and the walls disappear. And people were talking around you? Yeah. That's right. Did you, did you recognize the people? I hear them. I was like in a yeah. It was in your bedroom. Yeah. How did you feel in that moment uh-huh. in the dream? Do you remember how you felt? Yeah. Open. Open. Yeah. So I felt like, exactly, transparency. So here you're in the bedroom, which is intimacy, and you're at a place of Rest. But the Lord was lowering down these walls, and, and, and I, feel like, I feel like he was, like, giving you divine wisdom, strategy of there may be some talking going around. There may be some talking going around, but just rest in me. Just be peaceful, you know. And you may feel transparent, and you may feel vulnerable, probably like right now, <laughs> and open, but it's going to be okay. You know, that's some of the first things. But uh, yes, Michelle? You always have dream about motorcycles. Here we go.
1: It's it's on a motorcycle, but more often than not, I'm just flying without a vehicle, and and um, more often than not, I'm usually really. At the ground, like my, I can feel my belly scrape on the cement and like the pebbles and everything. Then sometimes I'll get a little bit up, but I mean, as far as like transporting, it's always a motorcycle,
0: So Wow! Did you did you remember hearing what Amber read about the motorcycles? Did you catch that? Yeah. So you want you want to be able to sort it out in the dream. Like I said, some of these some. Some of these symbols they could have a, a negative connotation and they could have a positive one. It comes back to the context of where you're at in your life, what's going on, the situations and, and the and the context of the dream. But uh amen. And this is just one guy like James might have said something completely different about the The uh the other thing um vehicles cuz there's so many more than cars uh when, when, bicycle, has anybody ever dreamed of a, of a bicycle, ever riding a bike? Okay, riding a bicycle usually means striving, works of the flesh. My, my sister had a dream, she's, she's watching, she remembers this dream. My sister had a dream several years ago, and um, she was riding a bike, but it kept getting stuck like in quicksand. And usually I've dreamed of them too. Usually if I have a bike dream, it'll be associated with quicksand or mud or something like that. But that was the revelation that she was trying to get from point A to point B, but she couldn't because she was really trying. It was like the pedal just spinning in one place, and she was just stuck. So that in the dream, God could be showing you, hey, this is a, you're in a place where you're just trying to do it in your own strength, and you're getting stuck. You know, Ask the Holy Spirit, what area of uh, grace am I resisting? what What area? Hmm.
2: Because I don't know what what we could have done about it, but in two thousand and three, I had this dream that Steve and a team of people were um, a big disaster occurred. <laughs> And we we tried to get away, and we got to a shelter, and then we got on a very large elevator and then into a boat, and a young person and two turtles, oh, my gosh, come alongside the boat, and then they disappear, and everybody jumps out of the boat and grabs a net, and we all do the same thing. Then we get back in the boat, and Chester comes over and takes over the lead.
0: So there was a disaster coming. There was past dreams opening opening up a whole can. I know, yeah. Well, that's where you got to pray. Did you that's where the the whole point of the dreams is the invitation? So the Lord, when you have them, you have to sit with the Lord and just really ask Him, ask Him, Holy Spirit, journal. And maybe you don't get it on the first sitting, but keep trying. And,
1: gives me insight in the spirit of what's happening in the natural and I don't always catch it and I will sit there and go oh my gosh I'm so sorry Lord but he's gracious and he'll give you more a lot of it's strictly for intercession sometimes it's I got a word and the Lord showed me
0: this so
1: yeah we don't always get it <laughs> how
0: about how about boats anybody ever dream of boats boat dreams yes so again ministry calling pay attention to what type of boat it is is it a sailboat? Hey, think about it like this way. If it's a sailboat, what is that powered by? The wind. And so what does the wind represent? It's the spirit. So this is the Lord directing you in the spirit. He's wanting to show you that your ministry, your direction is being directed by the Holy Spirit. What if it's a powerboat? What if that boat has powerful engines in are riding or driving or you're in, in the dream? This would probably represent that God has given you a powerful ministry. It's going to have acceleration. It's going to move rapid. It's going to be powerful, that move. So always or a barge. <laughs> hey, I do I, I not heard of anybody having any barge dreams. But um, have you had a barge dream? See, well, that could definitely be carrying a load, carrying a burden. I think it's kind of connected with the 18-wheeler, but on water, you know. And uh, so you just usually the, the, these symbols, they're uncoding things in the dream. But here this, I feel this is a good rule of thumb. Don't get caught up in the, in the, all the details. Because it's like the forest, you know, you could just get caught up in that one tree. You're looking at that one tree, that one tree, and just forget you can't see the whole forest. And it could be like that. Because all these symbols are containing revelation about the overall meaning of the dream. You follow me? So always remember that. the um, Beside boats on the vehicles, um, I felt like a couple other power Popular ones was airplanes. Um, airplanes, small airplanes, uh, jet airplanes could mean rapid acceleration. I had a dream one night that I was loading in a fighter jet going to Asia to drop smart bombs on the enemy in war. W- what would that dream mean? is a spiritual warfare dream. So this is a call to the spiritual air force to pray and intercede to drop bombs from heaven on the enemy. And so, uh, but again, it's just, and that's part of the ministry God's given me is intercession and prayer. I, I love to pray, love to intercede at home and other places. And, and so that was just something personal. But so if you have an airplane dream, you know, are you on the plane? Is it a big commercial plane? What's the plane doing? Is there turbulence? If you have turbulence in a plane dream, usually it means there's some unshakiness coming. You know, trouble times are coming ahead, you know, but just keep your seatbelt on, stay seated, wait on the Lord, and you'll go right through it. Amen? Awesome. Airports, you know, you dream of airports. This is what? Destination, travel, connection, waiting for the next flight. Come on, seasons of waiting. Wow, that's so good. Um, roller coaster. I don't know if anybody had. I had a dream of a roller coaster once, and I think that's pretty self-evident because what does a roller coaster do? It goes up and down, and the word is unstable. So God could be showing you or a friend or something, hey, there's some unstable situation, some things going on in your life, and God will give you a roller coaster dream uh, to point that out. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is, uh, oh, hold on, I had it right here. We, did we do dreams of teeth last time? Okay, we, the dreams of teeth. When, when you have teeth dreams and they're falling out or they're cracked or they're rotten, usually they're, they're good, though, because they're from the Lord. He's just showing you something. They don't feel good. They don't feel good. Like I said, I mean, I, thought, I felt like I said this before. I had a dream one time where I was looking in the mirror and my front two teeth came out. Did I say that before? But it means a lack of wisdom. So your teeth always represent wisdom, or discernment. So if you have a dream where your teeth are out or they're falling out, or if you got dentures and you can't keep them in, the Lord may be showing you, hey, there's some areas of wisdom that you're not, you're not built up in, you're lacking. Ask the Lord and he'll, he'll give you wisdom. Um, teeth dreams are, are really interesting. The fun one, dreams of being naked or exposed. We call them R-rated dreams. I think James Gall calls them R-rated dreams. I know this is kind of. Has anybody ever had any of those? Be honest. Yeah, come on. I had one last night. <laughs> I did. I haven't yet. I did. I've not had a chance to tell you. I, I I did. So so before it goes out there.
2: <laughs>
0: come on. <laughs> Reel it in. Um, there there really is a point to those dreams. Now again. There's always a bit of weirdness in every dream, I think. I think they can always be weird. But usually when you have in dreams, let's say you're in your underwear or just removing your shirt or your pants or your clothes, this typically means that God is showing you he wants you to be transparent. He wants you to be more transparent in a certain area in your life. Everything seems like <laughs> uh, I am I, I, yeah I, some some are appropriate to share, and some are like maybe for the private, I think this was more for the private, but um but basically in that dream, yes, i I, I was uncovered. This was my dream last night, and I just felt like the Lord was showing me I felt this morning, Michael, there's a few areas that I still want you to be more transparent in, and so I'm actually walking with the Lord right now, checking my own heart like. Father, I want to be transparent, everything, every, everybody. So I'm, I'm actually walking that out right now. So those are good dreams to have. So, you know, they can get weird, but again. <coughs> no, we, Pat, do you have a question? And this is a good
2: time to ask it. Okay. I think. What about the emotion that you're feeling in the dream? How'd you feel when you
1: were uncovered? Because I feel emotion in my dreams and I don't know what it means.
0: Emotions are one of the keys to interpretation. Just like the review, emotions are huge in the dream. You always want to pay attention to if you're feeling shameful, guilty, angry, um, fearful, rejected. Huge indicators of what the dream is really speaking to. And so if you can identify that emotion, I think it really gives you a great uh, uh, framework to really get the interpretation. Um, more. For me, like in that night, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling embarrassed. I'm feeling embarrassed because there's several people around. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And so I'm feeling embarrassed, but, but I think that's part of transparency and hum- humility and vulnerability that we, we have those, you know, sometimes it feels that way, but it's for the Lord. It's to the Lord. Yeah. Miss Addie? I'm going, to, I'm going to interpret here for Miss Marion. So Miss Addie had a dream where she was naked when she was a baby. and, and Naked, naked and crying and covered. So, so again, you know, those dreams usually calls to intimacy with the Lord and being transparent, open, and vulnerable is, is what those dreams typically represent. But I've just learned they're common. And that's okay to have them. Don't think that you're weird or anything like that. It, it happens. Yeah, definitely some uh, connected to inner healing and stuff. Uh, dreams of being pregnant, giving birth. The other week when we had uh, that part where Mary Esther shared her dream about being pregnant. That's always a common dream, pregnant giving birth, and that usually represents something you're carrying in the Lord. Like you're getting ready to birth a ministry. Uh, uh, It could be several things, but you're carrying something from heaven that that is getting ready to be birthed is usually what pregnancy dreams represent. Where are you in the pregnancy? Are you midterm, full term? Is it three months, nine months? Are you actually having labor and delivery? All all these kind of indicators can just share and, and point to what the revelation of the dream is. So pregnant dreams are real common. Um, the, other, the other one was uh, going to school. So buildings and places besides, how are we doing on time? I'm so bad about that. Oh, man, we did it again. I'm sorry. Do we have time? Okay. You guys cool? We were going to do an exercise, but you want to keep going like this for a few more minutes. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool. So um, buildings and places, schools. Dream of a school usually means you're in a season of learning, equipping, and training. Hold on, say, hey, you're going to school to either uh, God's showing you that you're in a season of training, equipping, or learning. Training, equipping, or learning. So he's wanting you to get some things. He's going be wanting to reveal some things to you question is, what type of school is it? Is it elementary school? Is it middle school? Is it high school? Is it college? Because an elementary school in the dream, let's say you're an adult now, like your life now, but you're in an elementary class school learning. That would typically mean the Lord is saying, listen, there's some elementary truths that I want you to rediscover, come back to. Some elementary teachings, right? So uh, uh, high school, for example. I Usually for me, high school dreams represent Holy Spirit. Because HS, uh, it just always stood out to me. High school, HS, Holy Spirit. And so if I have a high school dream where I'm going back to high school, usually that's training, equipping, and learning of things in the spirit. So the Lord is really wanting me to grow deeper, go deeper in the things of the spirit. Um, so yeah, school dreams, very important. To pay attention to. Um, they're awesome. Buildings, uh, besides schools, churches. We kind of cover church, but if you dream of church, right, it could be people, It can represent the people in the church, the work of the church.
1: Um, The church can usually comes to me in a house, in the form of a house, but it's an old house. It's not my house. The people in the house are from the church, so usually it's a good indicator. Knowing who's in the dream with you gives you a better context of knowing where you're at. Thinking
0: right now, (laughs) Um, hospitals. If you ever dream of hospitals. I hope everybody's had those. Usually represents care. Care for the wounded or wounds. So usually, let's say you dream of you're in a hospital, could represent the church too. But uh, they typically, what's going on in the hospital is treatment, wounds, uh, hurting, the sick, they're dying. You know, and you're treating for their spiritual care. God's wanting to to release healing in your life or through your life in some some area. Um, for the last few minutes, what we have remaining. I, we could cover either two things, body parts or animals. Which one would you rather hear? Animals? animals? Oh, okay. Animals? Everybody says body parts laughing. Okay. And, okay, so let me do, I'm going I'm to hold off on questions right now since we just got a few more minutes. Um, Animals, Uh, the most common dream are snakes' dreams. Has anybody had snake dreams? I mean, raise your hand if you've had a snake dream. My goodness. <laughs> he killed them, thanks. If you have a snake dream, what do snakes represent? Always. Always the enemy, right? The question is, what type of snake is it and what spirit does that snake represent? What spirit? Now, I've learned this. What snake dreams, they always carry a certain specific spirit. They just do. And so we've had them of, let me, let me, let me quiz you. If you have a dream, and let's say you go into your, your childhood home, And in your childhood home, there is a python in your bedroom that tries to get you. What do you think God is showing you in that dream? Putting together all we talked about tonight. What does that carry? A generational spirit at work. Absolutely. Generational issues because you're in your childhood home. And what would this snake mean? It would be a python does what? A rattlesnake will bite you quick, but a python will squeeze you. So this is a specific spirit at work to squeeze the life out of you. So always pay attention to what type of snake it is, what's it doing in the dream, because it's always the enemy. Alligators, always a common one. If you dream of alligators, again, generational curse or generational spirit passed down through your bloodline or your family. Uh, crocodiles, alligators, they're ancient animals, and they I've just learned they always, always represent that in dreams. Birds. When you dream of birds, usually birds can either have a positive or a negative kind of connotation around it. So kind of what buzzard, bird it is, if it's a dove, typically what is God showing you? It's about Holy Spirit. If it's a buzzard. <laughs> Here's Pastor Tom, Pat, we'll set up a prayer ministry and you can come in. <laughs> I was just joking. But uh, but but typically, you know, birds, That's what that's what they'll mean. Um, any other animals has anybody ever had, Bishop? Was lion. So again, could be twofold because it says what the lion of Judah is our Lord, but then also the enemy prowls around like a lion. So the context of the dream: What's this lion doing? What's he represent? Is he friendly? Is he is, he, is, it, is it good? Is it positive, or is he striking fear in me? Is he coming after me? Is he attacking? I think I think helps. Dogs, dogs. Every time that we've dreamed of dogs, I felt the interpretation is a religious spirit. Religious spirits. Usually, again, again remember, rule of thumb, right? Doesn't mean that every time you dream of a dog, that it, that, that's what it will mean. But this is a general rule of thumb that we've read and, and kind of felt, too, that when there's a barking, barking dog, it's a religious spirit at work or at play. So the Lord gives you insight. Tony. Tony. Elephant. Usually, when you have elephant, God is showing you that you need to have tough skin in the season you're in, because the elephant will have really tough skin, but soft hearts, and so usually an elephant will let stuff roll off their back. Yeah. Yeah. You were the elephant. Yep. Yep. So in the dream. God could be showing you that, you know, he's leading you up, calling you higher, sending the hill to the Lord. But to get there, you're going to have tough skin, you know, and, and it may be a journey. But I, I feel like that's what elephants usually always represent when I when I think. There may be more, but that's kind of a, like a general overview. Pat. Horses. Usually horses, uh, we've had them if they're dead, if, if it's like a dead horse, you know, dead horse, usually, usually it's easy to get. But um, flesh.
1: horse time slash work flesh works in the flesh. The works of God's spirit through people, spiritual warfare, one week age strength. Dead horse, dead work, or an unalterable situation, a lost cause.
0: And I, I would kind of no, I don't. And just and just ask the Holy Spirit. But again, oh, I just want to keep reiterating: What does that horse mean to you? Because that horse may mean something different than you than it does to Judy or Marion. Perfect. A sea turtle. That would that would kind of fall under classification of turtles, which right. So it's still, it's still a bit Did you talk about the big turtles that lay the eggs on the beach? Yeah. Yeah. Usually usually delay, you know, slow stuff like that. I again, it could be it could be so many things. But uh I I think we're running out of time. Yes ma'am. Yeah, do you do you say it real quick?
1: Two of the ones on the right, and they were huge. They were fully armored. Had armor,
2: you know, fully armored, like something you see in the movie. Uh, yeah.
1: And one was lying down in the water, with the same armor on, huge. But the water was crystal clear, and he was
2: just lying there. And then a man appeared, and he wasn't a big
1: man, and he was... It seems to me like he was giving them orders. He was saying out some things. And I can't remember what they said. I don't remember what he said. I couldn't hear him that well. But he was talking to them.
0: Usually the water is the spirit, you know. And uh, definitely two angels. Those are angels. Guardian, guardian, protecting angels. And, um, yeah, I... Just right off the bat, what I feel like I'm hearing, if I just take a risk and speak, out, I feel like I heard one is the spirit and the other is the word. The spirit and the word, the angel of the spirit and the word. But but anyway, um, has anybody enjoyed class tonight? Yes, amen. We're, uh, we'll are we'll uh, probably kind of, again, we'll move into next week a whole other different classification of common dreams and symbols and stuff like that. But I want to encourage you guys, keep dreaming. And uh, let's just pray real quick before we go. Let's take a, let's, everybody stand. Thank you, Father.
1: Lord, we just thank you for the gift of communication We thank you, Lord, that you love us so much you want to talk to us while we're sleeping. And so, God, I just declare and decree right now in Jesus' name that there would be an open heaven over our bedrooms tonight, God, while we sleep, Lord, that you would communicate to our spirit man, that you would download into our spirit things of the heavens, God, that you would give us insight, wisdom, and revelation, God. We thank you, Lord, that you're not a God that lets us walk around unknowing, but you're a God who wants us to know. And so, God, these people are here tonight because they're seeking. They seek to know the hidden things. So, God, we ask for an increase of dreams, revelation, and wisdom of heaven, God. And we just thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to gather and talk about it. So we just pray blessings over us in Jesus' name, and we just give you all the glory. Amen.